0: But when that servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred silver coins. He grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. This is episode 42 The Unmerciful Servant.
1: Hello, hello, hello. We're just two normal dudes trying to live this Jesus life. My name's Josh.
0: Hey, I'm Andrew, and we are This Jesus Life Podcast. Josh, we're back.
1: Andrew. Hey, dude, I just want to point out how proud I am of you for (laughs) getting that episode number right. Six times the charm.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I kept feeling so good about it every time. And then I just kept saying episode 41 again well, and again. And the long,
1: and again. <laughs> well, then the longer that it went on, I was like, uh, maybe it is an episode forty. you. I didn't look. But no, we're right. 42. We got it. Oh my gosh. Dude. Which is crazy still to me. We've recorded 42 of these things. Yeah.
0: <laughs> It really is crazy. It absolutely is crazy. I, you know, I'm proud of us for our perseverance because this is basically, I mean, when we get to episode 56, we will have recorded for an entire year, which is nuts, and we're not far from that, man.
1: What? Yeah. Which episode? 56. 46?
0: Is it 52 or 56? How many weeks in the year?
1: It's <laughs> 52 weeks in the in the, in the calendar. There's what? But we can go 56. If you want to make the year longer, we can go 56. (laughs) All Whatever.
0: Whatever. We have almost been recording a year, and there's almost two days worth of episodes you can listen to, uh,
1: which Which is crazy. Somebody listened to them all recently on a new platform because I've never seen it before. Hmm. Uh, It's some Hispanic platform. I only know that because I downloaded it. And then when I was listening to the episodes, the ads were all in Spanish and I was really lost um, (laughs) because I don't know Spanish that well. And people that speak Spanish speak it really fast. So even if I did know a little bit, I wasn't keeping up.
0: This whole time, I thought you were uh, converting all of our audio to Spanish and uploading on all platforms. Is that not the case?
1: (laughs) Well, it's true. No, no, that's true. Uh, And I do your voice in Spanish. Um, I just do a little bit higher uh not a falsetto but a close to it um and then i figure like people will will catch on have you ever listened to fiction audiobooks
0: no no but i imagine they're probably very to, animated animated uh
1: you would think maybe maybe others are i i don't listen to fiction that often but i was like change of pace for for last month and i downloaded um a prequel to the hunger game hunger game series yeah uh, is like the story of how snow became snow mm. uh super elementary and i felt like a child listening to it but i was like ah, oh, whatever <laughs> um and uh we're gonna go with it but it's the same dude that does all the voices he just does them differently uh, nice. and i thought i was super entertained about it all not only was i entertained that he did it uh, but second i was like man how difficult would that be like yes. as the voice actor, to be like to, to know time. what voice you're supposed to do, and oh, yes. I, I'd be curious what their script looks like. How they keep track of that stuff? Um, yeah, but yeah, no, no, well, thank you.
0: So, since it was a sequel to the Hunger Games, was it called the Fuller Games, or um, how did that go?
1: <laughs> it was called Everybody Dies. <laughs> uh, um, uh, it's Like when the Hunger Games first started, it was uh, like right after. The first war that happened. Nice. I was lost, I'll be honest, the first couple of chapters. Um, <laughs> I don't remember the story that well. <laughs> uh, probably a bad book to pick. Probably because you were listening um, to it I was in gonna...
0: Spanish, man. I mean, that might have been part of it. I know. That was it.
1: That's probably <laughs> a lot. But hey, by the third chapter I picked up on, I was like, yeah, this is what this is about. I know Spanish. I know, exactly. Uh, I know. he's Hunger Games? Spanish.
0: Uh... <laughs> Hunger yeah I, I speak
1: I speak muy poquito Spanish, <laughs> yeah, um, or too. Espanol, but muy <laughs> poquito uh, Spanish, I uh, and, and I can say por favor," which means "Sit down, please," um, because I did a VBS once in in a uh, border town in Mexico, um, and that's and just for you constantly yell to people. And we all know por the, por one, por most, por
0: one of the very most important things about Vacation Bible School is sitting. You need to be seated most of the time.
1: It's true. It says school in the title. They should already know that this is going to be like school and you should always. Be.
0: There are a lot of rules. It's, it's not took going a lot to, be to figure fun it out. and uh, you need to sit down. No, it yeah. can't be fun. Yeah.
1: For most Come people, on. the Bible isn't fun, um, which is sad uh, because I don't know what parts they're reading to get to that place, but the Bible is pretty entertaining uh, in the story, uh, but also you know super helpful from our perspective. But yeah. um But for most people, like when they think, oh, vacation, Bible school, yeah, Bible and school don't sound fun.
0: Or like a vacation.
1: Um, And well, and they don't seem to match the first word.
0: (laughs) That's when you're like, wait a second.
1: (laughs) What are we doing? My vacations happen at Disney World and school's not involved. Uh, I'm confused here. Yeah. Um, We'll save that for summer. Hey, this is. We'll
0: cover that in summer. Go ahead.
1: Sorry. There you go. This is our this is our second time recording this episode. It is. Um, just so you know, and it's a little bit late, and we do apologize for that uh, for those that reached out to me this morning uh, saying, "Hey, uh, do you still do the podcast?" And you're like, uh, "We're a little late. Like, chill yeah. out." Uh, just <laughs> kidding. If that was you that reached out to me,
0: thank you for actually following. We appreciate
1: you actually caring. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. in. All reality. Most of our listens for our episodes actually don't come the week they're they're put out. They come, you know, the following weeks after that. So we know that we're we're ahead of, of those that are listening. But uh, thank you for listening. We we really do appreciate it. And hopefully our conversations have been helpful um, as we've kind of pushed through um, the the parables of Jesus, these stories that he has told um, to usher in the new kingdom and usher in a new way of of doing life um, with those that were listening of of his day. And we're just trying to uh, apply those the best that we can to our lives as followers of Jesus. Um, and hopefully that's been helpful to you. Um, this journey has been helpful to me. I assume it's going to be helpful to Andrew
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, or Drew. Uh, he likes to go by as I'm looking at our screen right now, it says Drew. Yeah. Uh, do yeah. people call you Drew?
0: Yeah, some do. Some do. I'm cool with Drew or Andrew. I don't like Andy. I'm not a fan of Andy.
1: Um, and Andy. But yeah, That's man, a good one. Andy. Andy. I'm going to go with that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. I fr- you could be like the dude from um, Parks and Rec. He's funny.
0: Yeah. I know, but he's also like dumb. He's dumb <laughs> I too. I don't <laughs> He's funny. <laughs> he's dumb. Funny.
1: Well, you can't have both, Andrew. you one or the other. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So we're in our 42nd episode somehow. And uh, yeah, continuing on in our parable series and we hope it's been helpful to you please let us know if it has been and how um or if you read one of these parables and uh and you're like yeah that was way off base you guys stink at parables uh tell us that too we'd like to <laughs> like to get your take um remember you got to give us a five star review uh, publicly and sure. then you can privately email us your hate mail that's our policy, policy. um yep. yeah yeah. It's a good policy. And and if you're going to mail it, I'll get you Josh's address. Uh, no problem. Um, no, we
1: decided a couple episodes ago it was going to be your address that you were going to take all hate mail.
0: We did. But when they reach out, I'm just going to say, OK, send it to me and then give them your address. Uh, I shouldn't have told you that, but, uh, well,
1: you know, I wonder, well, if it's money, like you're just sending us money. I don't know. <laughs> Here's hate mail. Saying, with but if you money were, in it. Here's, it was like $20 mail. I'll give you my address for that. And then the hate mail specifically just goes yeah. to Andrew. And I know that may be two two stamps at that point. And I apologize for right. that. But that's just our process. It works best for us. Yeah, so just send $19
0: and and one stamp. You know, make it happen. Yeah, <laughs> Take it out of the tip. Are
1: stamps just 50 cents still? Or are they 55 cents? I think they're 55. I don't know. It's still been a long time.
0: With all the stimulus yeah. money, though, man, they're probably up to 75 cents at this point. You never know. Never that's know. true.
1: Yeah, you got to inflate after all that stimulus money.
0: So I'm going to try to tell, uh, this parable, basically a quick version of it, but I'd encourage you to either pause this episode or, um, or after you listen to us talk about it, go and read it. Um, the whole parable yourself, Hop into Matthew 18, kind of verses 21 through 35. That's the, the version I'm referencing in this that we are. And, uh. We always don't. We always tell like our version of the parable, just because we want you to go and read the Bible and spend time uh, with the Lord and ask Him if what you heard in our podcast is helpful for your life, or if there is other things that God wants to say to you um, about that parable. So Matthew 18, 21 through thirty-five. Um, this is the unmerciful servant in my Cliff's Notes version. Um, so. Basically, there was a servant who um, went to the master, his master, um, and this servant owed a crazy amount of money to the master, like 10,000 talents, which is like 10,000 weights of gold, which is a lot of money. And um, the servant owed the master this money and the master decided, you know what? It's time that I'm going to collect on that debt. I'm going to take back what's mine because we had a deal and uh i guess it was time you know and the master went to collect and the servant uh did not have the money uh he fell down at his at his feet he said master i i owe you this money but i can't pay it back yet just give me some time and the master was getting fed up he's like dude you have known you owed me this money for a long time it is past due uh you got to pay it back i'm going to throw your family in jail I'm going to put them into servitude. Like I'm going to sell your house. I'm going to do all the things I can to get this money back. And you're going to be in prison until it's all paid back. And the servant, like you can imagine like groveling on the ground, like, don't do that. Don't do that. Give me time. I swear to you, I'll be, I'll be patient or I'll be loyal. I'll get it paid back. I swear. Just give me time. Finally, master's like, you know what? I'm going to give you time. Uh, you go work hard, get me that money when you can pay me as you can, uh, go on your way, show to mercy. That servant goes out and not 10 minutes later, he finds somebody who owes him a hundred pieces of silver. Um, nothing compared to the 10,000 talents, like literally pocket change compared to that amount of money. And, um, servant says, Hey dude, you owe me money. Uh, It's time to pay up. You got to pay today. And that servant was like, dude, I just, I don't have the money. Like, give me some time, help me out. Um, Like I'm going to pay you back. I swear, you know, all of that same rigmarole. And uh, the unmerciful servant says, no, he chokes him, literally chokes the dude and then uh, throws him in jail uh, to, to sit and kind of rot uh, because he couldn't pay back his debt. Well. First master finds out this all happened and came back and guess what? He collected his payment. He, he called him out. It's like, you were shown mercy. You should have given mercy and you did not So clock is ticking. Time is up, you know? So that's my probably longer than it should have been version of the, the unmerciful servant. But Josh, was that helpful to you? How'd I do? (laughs)
1: Yeah, it was helpful to me to re- to be reminded we shouldn't choke people. Um, I just think <laughs> definitely like if you hear nothing else out of this episode, like that's that's the key to the parable don't, is don't choke don't people.
0: Don't choke people. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like you're you're in the wrong when you're choking people. That's just <laughs> like just take that as as gospel right there. Like don't <laughs> choke people. Um, that's fair. No, I think it was I think it was good. Every time you you did this last time too. Yeah. Um, uh, and I noticed it, and I'm curious, I, I'm curious, I guess, I don't know how to say this. I don't want to be condescending. That's not the point. But everything in my head sounds condescending. I don't yeah. mean to be. <laughs> um, but the focus on the posture of the master yeah. and, and what he did, uh, because, and this is why I bring it up, Mm-hmm. Um because this is in this story, the master essentially would be um God in this story, right mm-hmm. like here is yeah um you know what he's what he's done like there there's two there's there's two threads that run through the story one is the importance of forgiveness because yeah. how God has forgiven you, just like this master forgave his servant um we should yeah. take the same posture with those that have wronged us. The second thread has just escaped me. Um, so we'll come up with that as we keep talking, cause I don't remember <laughs> what I was going to say now.
0: Ah, that's great. <laughs>
1: um, yeah. But like, and I get where you're coming from, from the perspective of, um, like what this guy rightfully deserved mm-hmm. was that his debts be paid. Right. In this case, yeah. if we related it back to the spiritual, that your sin be paid for. Like that's. Yeah and the consequences right. of sin is is death scripture's clear of that so it's right. eternal separation from god um so what the what the servant did i think is important so verse 27 i think is is huge here because it helps us posture ourselves um, in a better place the
0: lord felt compassion and released him and forgave him his debt yeah
1: yeah, yeah. cancel everything and let him go mm-hmm. you're right uh, like, You're right. That's a big deal. Um, that's true. Like that's, and I think too, like for Christians, this is where this is where we get ourselves in trouble. Um, like there's this idea that we become holier than thou, holier than others, we're better than others, mm-hmm. um, we don't commit as many sins as others. Whatever our posture ends up being with that, um, that we forget what Jesus has done for us. Right? Like yeah. Scripture is very clear. We you have no power over sin. You just right. don't, um, <clears throat> but through Christ we do because of the power that Christ gives us, and you know through through the gift of the Holy Spirit. Um, but so even from that perspective, you're. You're not conquering sin, so you're holier and more sanctified today, not because of anything you've done, but because everything is Jesus has done. Not just from the perspective of salvation point of He went to the cross, died for your sins, and conquered death to give you access to that, but the continued work that He continues to mold and shape you and who you are. So even if you are, I'm I'm arguing you're probably not, but even if you are a better person um, today and you're holier than those around you, you're not it's not because of your own effort. Right, uh, it's because of God's effort. But we get in this weird place in Christianity that we we think it is our own effort. Like it's all about us and what we've been able to accomplish. And look at me, I'm better than you. Uh, and I think it's important to remember what Jesus did on the cross to save you from what he saved you from. Um, and then also to restore you to how he's restored you to this point um, in your walk. I think it's important. And I think the other thing that's important, this is what keeps me humble, is I recognize that. With, If Jesus didn't show up the way that he did and doesn't continue to work in my life the way that he does, I 100% could be committing these sins if the circumstances were right. right. Like, I could totally be choking somebody out totally. because they've wronged me. Totally. Like, 100% I yeah. could be the choker in this. <laughs> I could be the choker. Not the choker. in the sense like, I'm choking, but I'm choking somebody else. And right. when someone else is getting choked. Like it's one hundred percent Simpsons style choking, like Homer choking Bart, <laughs> hands intertwined around the neck, tongue out on Bart, that's right. uh, all the life yeah. being squeezed out. Cold like choke. that's what a picture. It's not a mess choking. around choke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and not one hundred percent can be me. And I think that's when we get into rough waters as Christians is we we think that could I could never commit that crime. I could never commit that. So there's no way I could ever. In all reality, you could. Yeah. Like if the circumstances were right, you were 100% good.
0: Yep. 100%. And hey, let me let me address uh when you said I don't need to sound condescending. Uh you weren't. You weren't condescending. I should have I tried really, reread tried. this right before uh doing my version of the parable, but got to be honest, both times, last time and this time, I did it from memory as a like how do I tell this in story form? It's in pretty memory. good memory.
1: I'll Thanks. give you
0: that. Yeah, I mean, but I should have read it uh, directly because, yeah, the the huge key is that the master literally forgives the dude, like no holds bar. I I kind of told it as like, okay, pay it back as you can, because I was trying to like, you know, make it more of a story form and make it more re- make it just relatable. Of like, I can put myself in that shoes, those shoes. Um, but yeah, dude, he straight up forgives him. Um, but then the servant goes out and shows that he basically took zero, uh, he didn't apply that at all in his own actions. He's like, I'm forgiven. Now I can go collect my debts and, uh, and I can be, you know, unmerciful in how I do it. Cause I don't have to pay this dude back or cause I just like money or whatever his reason was, you know, but he was given true mercy and then turned around and didn't give any mercy. And you're totally right. Um, you didn't know, have power over sin, but he could have, as you were talking about, but this guy was in the position of just receiving mercy a second before, a day before maybe. And and you'd think that he and we would be quick to give mercy after we've received it so clearly, right? And like you were outlining, we have uh, received it in a huge way through Jesus's life, death, and resurrection. Um, you know, uh we we have been forgiven and put into real personal relationship with the Lord, um, with God. And that's a gift that we can't pay back and we didn't earn, but we should at least do our best to live to um show <laughs> that we've been given mercy. So um I told my point and then I was supposed to stop, but uh that's my don't worry, you won't, weren't being condescending at all. I I did it from memory because I've been too busy, and then I went on a little tangent there.
1: No, you're good. And two, like I just had a conversation with with someone yesterday. Maybe it was Tuesday. I forget what day of the week these are in the COVID times. But right. um, and we were, we were talking about this this idea that I think a lot of Christians feel um, they're just waiting for the other shoe to drop with God. Yeah. And that they feel like they're yeah. not measuring up, they're not doing good enough, and they're just waiting for God to, to seek vengeance on them. Mm-hmm. Um, and and to some extent, like vengeance is a characteristic of God, like not in the sense of like He's going to destroy you, but like He's just yeah. um, in His um, uh, um, how do you want to say this? He, he's just in, in who He is. So Character, like maybe? justice will be yeah. brought. Based on the, on, on your actions. So if you choose to live in sin without um, Jesus' forgiveness, Jesus being Lord of your life, then yeah, justice is you will live eternally separated from God. Like that is, that is true characteristics of God. Mm -hmm. Um, But um, if you do know Jesus, everything gets wiped clean. And I think this is where Christians, I, I think we just get stuck in that old covenant thinking, of blessings and cursings. And, you know, if I do good, God loves me more. If I do bad, God loves me less. And that's just not true. Um, God loves you as much as he loves you. And he's always going to love you that much. It doesn't change. Mm -hmm. It's infinite. Um, You know, he has deep care for you. Uh, But on the other side of this is, or I shouldn't say but, but there's another side of this is as a follower of Jesus, meaning you've recognized the sin of your life, you've recognized that Jesus is who he said he was and did what he said he was going to do, meaning he is fully God, lived a perfect life, died a sinner's death, taking on your sins on himself, conquering death three days later so you could do the same, um, and giving you a new life in the process of all that. If if you recognize that, and scripture says, if you believe that in your heart and you confess it with your mouth, then you're saved. Um, your life is completely different and the game just got changed for you. Yep. Um, and I think this is important is, yeah. is the game got changed for you in the sense that your sins no longer count against you. Yeah. Meaning God's not sitting up there waiting uh, for uh, the other shoe to drop of like, man, you just keep pissing me off. I'm going to get right. you. Um, Right, Like that's not, that's not God's character. That's not who God is. We, we see that all throughout. We see that all throughout scripture, not just the new Testament. Um, that's just, that isn't the heart of God. The heart of God is that he's in deep relationship with you and he loves you deeply. Now sin plays a role in that and it creates separation between us and God. Um, but your sin is forgiven. It is taken care of, um, and just dig into relationship and, and you're in a great place. Um, and, you know, God is pleased with you. I always think of, you know, um, and I, if you've ever heard me teach uh, before, you've probably heard me say this, but there's the moment when Jesus is baptized uh, by John the Baptist. Mm-hmm. Um, and this moment of, you know, as he's coming out of the water, it says the, the, the clouds open up and like the spirit, you know, ascends on him like, like doves. Yep. Um, and God speaks in the all powerful, booming voice of God. He says, this is my son whom I love. And with him, I am well pleased. Mm-hmm. Like, of course he said it. It's Jesus. But he's saying that before Jesus had performed any miracles, yeah. has done anything for the kingdom and taught anything or made any disciples. It's true. Um, he looked at his son and he said, this is my son whom I love and with him, I'm well pleased. Yeah. Well, now that you're a follower of Jesus, now that you've given your life to Christ and you're, you're doing your best to live this life, those is still probably a part of the picture. I should say, Sin is still part of the picture, not probably. Um, That when God looks at you, God says, this is my son, this is my daughter, Mm -hmm. whom I deeply love, and with them I am, well, pleased. You don't have to do anything more for God or do any less for God. God is pleased with you and loves you. Now, he gives us opportunity to do more for him. He gives us opportunity to invest in the kingdom. He gives us opportunity to, to make disciples and live out the Great Commission as Jesus has commanded us to. And because that's going, you know, there's fruit of that, not just in this life, but in the next. Like there's an opportunity but your salvation's secure. You're taken care of, whether you do those things or not. Yeah. I mean, I think that's important for us to, to recognize and remember um, because it give it puts us in a much better place um, of no, Jesus does love me. And you got to tell yourself that sometimes, sometimes you feel like you're not, um, yeah. you're like, Oh, I haven't spent any time with him. I'm screwed up. I'm too focused on the wrong things. Yeah, that's probably all true, but God still loves you. And God still wants to be in deep relationship with you. Mm-hmm. And it's not like you have to jump over all these hurdles to restore back relationship. You just got to start spending time with him again. Yeah. And that's why, you know, in, you just said this at the beginning of our episode, like this is why we don't read the, read the verses word for word ourselves for you uh, on the podcast, mm-hmm. because we We want you to foster a relationship with Jesus, and God has given us his recorded word and what we call the Bible as a tool for that. Like, here's God speaking directly to your soul and to your spirit. I mean, you get to sit in and and just soak all that in in relationship. Um, It's conversation. Um, as as you dig into these things, God speaks, you speak, God speaks, you speak, right? Like it, it's that, that mentality back and forth. Like that's why Jesus went to the cross to restore that relationship. And we often miss it or we often feel like we're not, we're not qualified. We're not up to the, you're probably not, but that Jesus isn't asking you to be. Yeah. He's saying, Hey, walk with me, be in relationship with me and watch me do what I do in your heart and in your soul to help you become who, who I'm calling you to be, right? Like that's it. That's all we have to do. Um, and so that, that whole of the other shoes dropping, like you've got to fight those lies. It's the enemy keeping you from relationship with God. Because when you feel those things, I'm sorry, yeah. I've been going on too long, Andrew. It's okay. One it's last okay. thought. When you when, when you, when you're feeling that, that feeling, that emotion of, you know, God's just going to get me. He's going to, he's going to get sick of it. He's going to get tired. And he's going to come after me. Um, like that's just the enemy trying to put, you know, barriers in, in space between you and Jesus. Yeah. Um, like, He's not. He's not coming after. He's not trying to come and get you. Um, yeah, he wants more for you. Yeah, he wants to experience the full life that he has for you. Um, he wants you to to have a life full of adventure in, in uh, inside of a relationship with one another as, as you kind of live out this great commission. As he's called this to you. Um, and he's sad, I would assume, um, when we don't live up to those things. And we just, we're content with just, you know, the the spiritual milk, you know, yeah. Uh, rather than the the the, the spiritual food um, that that Jesus provides. Um- but he's not looking at you saying like, I'm going to punish this dude for getting it. No, he, he just wants more for you. And that more just comes in relationship with Jesus. We can't say it enough on this podcast. The key to this whole thing is relationship with Jesus. Yeah. The key to this whole thing is is digging into relationship with Jesus. The more that we do those things, the more that we're going to start to see a love for for one another increase. The more that we do you know, focus on our relationship with Jesus, the more we see Jesus shape and mold us into who he's called us to be in this life and in the next, right? Like, that's nope. where where we should be digging into and oftentimes man do we miss it and we miss out on so much life when when we end up in those places
0: dude that was a great that was a great uh line of thinking that was just really good man um and I a few things struck me as you were uh talking um I'll start with the last one first um that focus on the relationship with Jesus it like You could hear that and think, like, the only thing that matters about my walk with the Lord is whether or not I have a relationship with Jesus. Like, but you could take Jesus out of it. The only thing that matters in my marriage is if I have a solid relationship with my spouse. Like, yes and no. (laughs) Like, yes, uh, you got to have a solid relationship, got to have trust, you got to have, you got to know that person, right? You got to know. Jesus is the Lord. Um, But inevitably, when you know somebody and have a great relationship with them, then your life starts to shift to look a little bit more like theirs over time. And Jesus was real clear, like, okay, disciples, go and do greater things even than I've done. You know, like, okay, now go and live it out. You know, be in relationship, know him, be able to hear his will, hear his guiding, hear his prompting, and then go do what he did. Um, which is freaking intimidating to even say that. But <laughs> I think the more in relationship you are with the Lord, um, the more knowing you are of the Lord personally, uh, the more your life starts to look like Jesus's life. Um, even in small ways, um, it does. And the second thing I was thinking, which I, which actually does tie into this. When you were talking about don't wait for the other shoe to drop and that so often we live our lives as Christians, just, Oh, the other shoe's going to drop. This is, you know, it's going to come back to bite me. It's going to haunt me. And that's really a lack of understanding deeply of of what it means when the Lord says we're forgiven, right? Our sin is far separated from us as far as the East is from the, the West infinitely separated. There's no way to put it back to us once we've been forgiven by the Lord. Um, but we we mm-hmm. so often do walk around like, oh, that's going to come back to bite me. I know, that, I know that I was forgiven for it, but he's probably still got it like on the back burner ready to pull it out in my moment of weakness, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever and hit me with it. It's like, no, man, mm-hmm. just because you live that way or you think that uh, doesn't mean that's that's the God you serve who mm-hmm. thinks that Um, (laughs) and, um, but here's what I was thinking, um, with that other shoe to drop, uh, idea, which man, that's brilliant. That's, that's a good, it's a good word. Um, I was thinking about my toddler right before you and I jumped on, I was like, I was late. Everything kept going wrong. My toddler was screaming at me for no reason for like 20 minutes. Um, no, for her, it was a big deal that I wouldn't let her watch a show. Um, But we never watch shows after lunchtime because after lunch is nap. So she knows this. But for some reason, she just was fixated on like, I got to watch a show, got to watch a show and just screaming, you know, everything was wrong. Everything was bad. And it's like, dude, dudette, you just need a nap. (laughs) Like the reality is I know her well enough to know that while she has moments where she can be a real punk and really hard to deal with. Um, The reality is I see like her character of who she really is. And I also see there's all these amazing moments of like, wow, you really love people super well, or like you, you really pay attention to stuff. Like you heard that small thing I said four days ago and you brought it back up in context just now, like you really like pay attention to what's going on. Like just all these incredible attributes. Right. And, and the reality is Most of the time she's not screaming about not watching a show. Most of the time she's in great mood, playing, learning, laughing, whatever. Um, But sometimes she's not. And I think maybe when we think that God is walking around uh, with his hand behind his back and in his hand is all the stuff that we've done in the past that's sin, and he's ready to just pull it out and put it on our face, um, I think maybe we're thinking like... Oh, all I do is it, all I do is scream. <laughs> all I do is throw tantrums. All I do is I'm bad. I am bad. You know, it's like, no, you're made in in God's image. You are inherently worthy uh, to be in relationship with the Lord. Your sin separates you from that, but guess what? That's been taken care of already. So you're able to live yeah. into the kingdom. Um, I don't know. I I hope that yeah. was helpful. I hope that tied yeah. together, but I just all I'm trying to say, last thought on that is that when God looks at us, He doesn't see us just for our moments of being like in a tantrum or our moments of sin. He sees us as the full people we are, the beautiful moments, the the things that we do that really do look like Jesus's example, as well as the things we do that we don't. But when he looks at us, he sees a forgiven um child of God, like a forgiven um, like adopted member of the family. Like you are, you're in my family, you know, I love you come and be in communion, communion with me. Um, so
1: yeah, yeah, man. And they do think like, and this is where verse 27 becomes so important, right? Like the servant's master took pity on him, canceled the debt and let him go. Like that is, that is the sacrifice of Christ in your life, um, is he's taking care of it. So here's, here's the real issue. Is Jesus' sacrifice big enough for the sins you commit, or is it not? Right. Um, like, is there sins you commit that, that for whatever reason, don't you know are, are too big or they happen too often? It's the same sin over and over again. Right. That's just that's too much for for Jesus' sacrifice. No, that that's not the case. We believe Jesus' sacrifice is one hundred percent without question, greater than anything that you can commit. So you can keep keep committing sins, right? As a follower of Jesus, you keep sinning all you want. You're forgiven. It's taken care of. This is why, you know, Paul told the Romans. You know, he asked the question himself: Is like, should we keep it go on? You know, keep on sinning so our grace increases? And his response is by by no means do that. Don't do that. Not because you can't. Right. Like the question was phrased because you can. Um. Like you have that option, but sin is destructive. Yeah. Sin is going to to. To create divides between you and God and you and people. Like, that's not the life that He wants you to live. That's not the life that leads to the full life that He's promised us. Um, but it's an option for you because Jesus' sacrifice on the cross was greater to cover all of those sins. Exactly. Now, if we want to experience everything Jesus has for us, then yeah, we start to have those conversations and deal with those sins and the habitual sins of your life. Get into a relationship with Jesus and have those conversations. Like, Jesus, what are the roots of these things? Why do I keep going back to anger You know, in such a way of, of hatred? as Jesus calls it um, why why do I keep going back to um, pornography to satisfy se- sexual sin why do I keep going back to um, you know theft or whatever or why do I keep treating people around me like dirt like there's so many ways that that we continue to send, like dig into those things that's what Jesus wants us to do it's Jesus this is what I keep doing and I don't know why I keep doing it but I, I assume there's a reason there's something that's holding on that I'm holding on to that I've that we've got to deal with then have those relationships with Jesus so you can deal with those things and mm-hmm. figure out why you're going down those roads um, and that, that ends up to those places of of sinning and causing destruction not even just to your life but to the lives of those around you yeah like Jesus' sacrifice is greater than all your sins. So it's not a matter of, oh man, like I've done too many bad things. I keep dealing with the same sin. Jesus is like, I'm sick of it. I'm tired. You keep doing this is the four thousand and time that you've committed this sin. I'm so sick of it. But like go back to the verses we're looking at today and it starts with, with verse one, you know yeah. Peter asked Jesus, "Lord, how many times shall I sin, mm-hmm. or shall I sorry, how many times shall I, sin? <laughs> how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me?" Right. Up to seven times, and that's in mm-hmm. reference to old covenant. Right. And Jesus answered, "I tell you, not seven times, but seventy seven times." Or some scriptures say seven times, seven times, seven times.
0: No, seventy A times lot. seven is what mine says. But it's like yeah, it went infinitely more than what the old covenant was. Like that is not. We don't follow that rule anymore, and it's increased exponentially. The yeah. the forgiveness you need to show people, yeah.
1: But that same forgiveness, he's he's calling us to show others, yeah. is the same forgiveness in greater scale that he's already shown you. Yeah. And that's important to remember. He's already shown you this forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Like he already deeply loves you. He already has went to the cross, took on a sinner's death. Not only that, separated himself from God the Father, severing relationship um, with himself uh, for the sake of your sin so you wouldn't have to experience that anymore. Like That's the beauty of what Jesus has done. Like that's a big deal. Um, Like that's a big deal to 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 fully grasp and understand and apply to our hearts and our lives and our minds of like, no, no, there's nothing I can do. No matter how many times I commit the sin, God still loves me. God still forgives me. God still wants to be in relationship with me. Nothing changes. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know if we beat that to death. Hopefully that comes across. It's important um, because I think this is where we get in this crazy ground yeah. of, well, if God's not going to forgive me of everything, I'm not going to forgive everybody else. Maybe that's an underlying unsaid thing that's going on in people's hearts and minds. Um, yeah. But I guess we can shift gears now and talk about this forgiveness. Yeah. Um, I think it's it's a, a big deal. Like how do we stop choking people is, is really the question, right? <laughs> how like, do we stop choking? I keep choking people. Yeah. I don't know why I am going to stop. How do I do it man uh, for every
0: <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Okay. I know you've been talking for a minute, but I'd love to get your take. If so, the servant goes and chokes this dude and we've joked a lot about choking, but you know, it's a pretty serious thing to do to somebody. It shows like, I, I might be killing you in this moment. I might not, but I'm really angry. It's, it's anger, right? Yeah. And it's violence. Um, so like that was going on in the servant's heart, probably for a long time, some level of violence. And, and I don't know, man, like, did this come out of the servant felt mercy, uh, from the master and, and then walked away and was like, actually I don't even deserve that grace. I don't deserve that ma- mercy. So I'm going to take out my anger uh, because I don't feel worthy of it or, or like, I don't know. Weird. I just don't understand. I probably should understand because obviously in the story I should relate what? way more to that servant than, than the master. But like the anger is, is a little, it's it's difficult to understand, you know, to walk away and do the exact yeah. opposite of what you just experienced. But well.
1: Yeah, but we do un- that. Unforgiveness. Yeah, unforgiveness is a scary place to be. Um, I just had this conversation with a friend a, a couple of weeks ago. Like, un- unforgiveness is going to destroy your life um, more than it's ever going to destroy the life of the person you're not forgiving. True. Um, and here's the reality people are going to harm you in this life. Yep. We're all broken. Um, you know, Christians are going to harm you in this life. Yeah. We're all broken, sinful people. That's just the reality of it. So you're going to get harmed by people. You're going to feel like they've wronged you, and you shouldn't have to forgive them. You should be able to choke them out because that is the proper yeah. response to whatever that they've done to you, right? Like, I know these I know these feelings. I get it. Like, I've experienced these these emotions right. not even that long ago. Right. Like, I want to take a baseball bat to somebody's head. Like, that was the thoughts running through my mind. Right. Um, which might argue— is probably even more vicious than choking somebody. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you didn't do choking that? At least, yeah. even though they you didn't do it. I didn't can't. actually take a basal yeah. bath Right. But, like, that's going to happen. But if I hold on to those emotions, if I keep thinking through them and letting them fester um, and letting it grow and not doing what Jesus has is, is asked me to do, of to forgive um, like this, this is, this is where it ends up. You end up doing things you never thought you'd do because you just couldn't let go yep. of the harm that you've experienced. You need to be justified mm-hmm. in that harm. And reality is you don't because you've probably hurt people just as much as they've hurt you. Yeah. And if, if you haven't, I doubt it, but if you haven't, you are more than capable of doing it. Yeah. And I think that's important to to recognize. Like you can think of the most heinous sins out there. Um, uh, I, I can't think of the off the top of my head, but you murder. Sure. Right. Yeah. Could I murder somebody?
0: Yeah. Um, Stopping a the life. Their the life is done. I'm God. Yeah, and I, I look decide it, Absolutely not. Done.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm so against that. Like, absolutely. That's not okay. I'm not for capital punishment in that sense. Like, I'm, no, absolutely not. I would never do that. But in all reality, uh, if someone hurt someone I loved and killed someone I loved, um, yeah and I had an opportunity and the circumstance were just right that I could kill them. I probably would. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's important, an important humble posture to take yes. when you see people around you and the heinous things that they're doing because if the circumstances were right. Yeah. I probably could do it myself. If I keep, you know, um, digging into, to unforgiveness and letting that fester and grow and getting angrier and angrier at that person. Yeah. yeah 100% I can end up that place. If I keep fostering these sinful habits in my life that I'm not bringing to Jesus and I'm not dealing with, yeah, they could end up in really ugly, horrible places. And I could do some sinful, um, despicable things. Um, And when we get outside of that and make the statement of I could never, we're 100% in the wrong because you probably could. And it's by the grace of Christ that you don't for no other reason.
0: Yeah,
1: It's not your willpower, power. It's not circumstances right you do some pretty heinous things so i think it's important to to take that posture and remember no i 100% could be this servant that's that's choking a dude out this really could be me
0: yeah
1: um and in all reality i'm probably doing right now there's probably some unforgiveness that i'm holding on to and i'm not dealing with and i'm probably a few steps away from it right now um but you got to deal with those things you you've got to to jump on um those things when they present themselves and start having that conversation with God and yeah. and express the emotion about it. Like, it's not, God, you know, I, here's so-and-so over here and he, this is what he did to me and I'm not okay with it. And you know, remember this, you know, help me forgive them. Yeah. That's not the conversation. The conversation is, God, this is what they did to me and this is how I perceived it. And God, here here's just the motion of it all. And here's how I'm feeling. And then here here's how it, it's it's just holding on to me in this way. And like, God, when I think of this, I just get angry about it again. Or if I think of this, I, I feel like I'm a victim again. Mm-hmm. Get into all the ugliness of that. Let it out. Those problems should be a lot of emotion in that conversation with God. Like you can't hold it in. You're holding it in it's gonna help you. Right. Um, but start to have the conversation with God and God's going to start walking you through those things. I mean, you're going to be amazed at how much easier it is to forgive that person. Not just the first time you're going to forgive them over and over and, right. over and over and over again. And something new is going to come out and you're like, "Oh!" and then you're going to, oh, I got to forgive him again. Right. Yeah. Deal with that stuff. Yeah. Um, that's okay. That's how we, it, Jesus isn't saying, Hey, you forgive everybody and it's up to you to figure it out. Right. No, as he said with the, with the end of the great commission, I'm with you always for the, the for the, end. you know, yeah the, why can't i was gonna say for the forever end <laughs> i was like oh, that's a forever weird end that's good the get very it. end of the age right yeah. Like, yeah that's it like that's that's what jesus is asking us to do like walk with him he's not gonna ask you to do it on your own he's saying walk with me and i'll teach you how to live this life i'll teach you how to forgive um but unforgiveness is rampant in the church yeah like, man, and unforgiveness justifies so much sinful behavior in our own heads yeah. and in the heads of those around us. Mm-hmm. Um, but unforgiveness is the ugliest thing, I think, and pride are the two things that destroy unity in the church. Big time. and Because we can't deal with this stuff. They and you've got to find a place to, to forgive.
0: Yeah. Man.
1: Any last thoughts before we close this up? I know yeah. you got to go, soon. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um... I was just going to say like the, you know, before you and I hopped on, I was telling you just a small way. I said, man, Josh, God was really kind to me yesterday. And I gave you one example of him being just kind. Uh, It was a small thing, but to me, it's a big deal. And um, I don't know. I think we're just so quick to forget that we're forgiven already, that, Mm -hmm. um, that we live in unforgiveness or we live with, looking over our shoulder, like, when is God going to pop that thing out to make me feel bad? Uh, when he's, when is he going to bring that sin up and and just hit me over the head with it? When's the other shoe going to drop? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that that more shows, uh, that we don't understand the level of forgiven that we actually are. Um, and you know, early on in the story of the unmerciful, unmerciful servant, Um, the master just straight up, like you said, in verse 27, straight up forgave, uh, 10,000 talents, which we looked it up in the parable of the talents. And that's like a, that is a unfathomable sum of money. It's like, okay, you owe me a billion dollars. Uh, your debt's clean. It's wiped. Now go live, uh, live a good life and give mercy to others. Wait, it's wiped a billion dollars. Yeah. It's forgiven. Love you, man. I love you and I'm here for you and go be free. You know, it is literally that mm-hmm. level except more because our our spiritual forgiveness the Lord gives us is worth a lot more than any amount of dollars that uh, that there are in this world. Um, but yeah, man, I think when we are struggling to forgive others, maybe it's because we don't actually understand what forgiveness means and what how God views forgiveness to us. So oh, for sure. Um, I definitely.
1: Think that's the case.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah. So I got to bounce. I'm sorry to cut a little bit early, but that was my final thought. And dude, this has been just really good. Thanks for the awesome conversation.
1: Yeah. Hey, thank you so much for listening. We love you guys. We are praying for you guys.
0: Thanks for listening to our show. It really means a lot to us, and we hope that it helps bring you closer in your relationship with Jesus and with other people.
1: And it also helps us out if you rate our podcast or leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. You can also follow us on Instagram and the Facebook. Now sharing this with your friends isn't just to get the word out of the podcast. We believe that we have the message of hope that's found in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you sharing this has the ability to transform the lives of the people around you. We wanna hear from you.
0: You can email us at hello at Podcast.com. You can message us on Facebook and Instagram. Or you can just visit us at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. But seriously, thanks for listening.